Welcome in to The Realist Show on radio, your daily dose of reality radio. This is The Clay Edwards Show. I am, of course, Clay Edwards. I am live here in the Mack Hike of Flowood Studios this morning. That's the Mack Hike Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios out here at the lovely Cotton Exchange Plaza in Flora, Mississippi. That's Madison County for you Jackson idiots that don't know. They want to F around and find out. So if y'all want to do that, just know this is Madison County. This ain't Hines County. Madison County. We don't play. We do not play. <clears throat> feel like that's worth mentioning sometimes. All right. If you want to chime in this morning, we got a big one ahead. I want y'all's opinions. I want y'all's calls. I want your texts. 601 is the phone line, the Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. <clears throat> Your boy's a little, uh, got a little sinus infection this morning, so if I sound like there's a water hose pouring down my throat, <clears throat> that's about the extent of it. So, bear with me a little. Uh, let's see here. Where should we start? Barbie Bassett. Let's just jump straight in. You know what I find weird about this Barbie Bassett thing? You know, y'all know, I've been, been sitting on this for a few days now. I was waiting on somebody else to break it, out of respect to Barbie. But, I, you know, my understanding is they told her, WLBT, take all this with a grain of salt, but they told her she, was, she could resign or be fired. I don't know which one, which choice was made, but she ain't on TV no more. And uh, the Vicksburg News, credible or not, they broke it yesterday that she had been fired. Again, I don't know much about the Vicksburg News, but somebody else broke it, so I roll with it. Um, I've seen some of the death threats in Barbie's inbox. So let's recap. <clears throat> October 31st, somewhere around there, somewhere towards the end of October, Barbie made the comment... Grandmammy talking to a black girl on TV. So get your your grandmammy. All right. Well, we've we've done several shows about that. If you've listened to this show for more than five minutes, uh, we've we've established whether Black Jackson wants to agree or not that white people have grandmammies too. So we've established that grandmammy ain't racist. I don't care. Just because you said it is, don't mean it is. You also said Trump was racist. That's where we, So you lost all credibility. You lost the ability to pull the that's racist card whenever you want to. We don't, we don't have to listen to that no more. All right, so the, the, there's incident one. She survived that one. <clears throat> incident two, a few weeks ago. Let's see here. I may even be able to pull it up on the interwebs here. She uh she said for shizzle my nizzle. Oh, the audacity! I mean, we we've established that um according to dictionary dot com, that does not mean the n word. Does not mean the n word. All right, I've got it right here. Let me uh let me pull this up here. Bear with me one second. I just got to take it back here. 
Let me cut this button on. I wasn't going to play it. That's why I'm having a little uh, moment here, technically. All right, here we go. This is Barbie Bassett on the news desk because I think context matters. Now, I, I know when the woke mob comes after you, context does not matter. Like, I couldn't even sit here and say, man, it makes me nauseous when people say the N-word and actually say the whole word. All they would hear is that Clay said the N-word, and that would be it. There would be no more Clay Edwards show. So context matters. And here's the context of the fascizzle my nizzle. Business. He teamed up with the Australian wine brand 19 Crimes about three years ago to produce a red wine called Snoop Cali Red. And now he's expanding the line to include white wine. It's called Snoop Cali Blanc. And Snoop Dogg says there's nothing better. Well, he hadn't tried anything for Julie Leavenway yet. I agree with that. You know how Snoop and, and Martha Stewart uh, get together. Had a collaboration, yes. I, they ought to, he ought to have a collaboration with uh, Julie. No telling what Snoop Dogg and Julie Leavenway could come up with. I think that'd be pretty cool. Before we know it, she'd have a Snoop Dogg tattoo on her shoulder. A shizzle, man, isn't it? <laughs> I'm telling you. Julie, what do you think about that? All right, let's, let, let, let's listen to that one more time. On her shoulder. A shizzle, man, isn't it? <laughs> oh, my God. She, she she owns slaves. I mean, she just said, she said, oh, I can't I can't even muster up the energy to 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 be sarcastic about it. That's ridiculous. Is it stupid? Is it corny? Yes. I wouldn't you know I, I wouldn't use it in general conversation. But come on, this woman's been there twenty some odd years. She's a she's an icon. In and around the central Mississippi. There should be statues built of Barbie Bassett around here. And Ashley Babbitt. Barbie Bassett and Ashley Babbitt should have statues built around here. That's what that's what all this is about. I had not actually even heard it. But I knew the context because I talked to Barbie. Somebody found the clip, <clears throat> loaded it up to Facebook. I, th- I guess it's probably been floating around there. I just didn't have the effort or the care to go see it. So that's what we're, that that's what got Barbie fired, the woke mob. Now, now I'm gonna read y'all. So, so you know, me and Thomas went round and round about this because I was up there at uh, the Yogi Bear Park for Halloween, and I was in line. To go through the uh, the haunted pasture thing, and a bunch of black folks got in a big brawl and sort of cussing everybody out. And, yeah, 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 yeah. and somebody said, "I said, what are they fighting about?" Somebody said, "Well, they, they somebody said the n word or something." And I just asked a question, <clears throat> you know, that does a what should be the response when a black person gets offended racially? Does that just give them? Does are their gloves off? Can, are they allowed to say and do anything in response to that they want, regardless of context? Does that give them a free pass to fight, to show their butts, to raise hell, to do anything they want? Because they were offended over a word. I'm, and I'm, I'm just asking here. what What is the proper response? Is it is it that? Or is it this? Now... Barbie said, Grandmammy and for shizzle my nizzle. I'm a <clears throat> I'm not supposed to have this. It got sent to me in another screenshot by somebody. But I'm gonna read it anyway. 
This is a death threat that Barbie Bassett got twice from one guy. Well, I'm calling it a death threat. He sent her, he sent her this once after the grandmammy incident, and then he sent her this again after the uh, fascism my nizzle incident. And I'm not going to say his name, but I do have the screenshot with his name, and I'm going to make sure it gets to authorities. I can't even read most of this, so y'all going to have to bear with me because I'm going to have to get colorful here with changing the language up. It says, "Dumb witch, we don't want you. We don't want your apology. You need to be fired, witch. I hope someone catch you and beat your ass, witch. Witch, 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 witch. F you." Effing, and it's got a uh, it's got a pussycat uh, emoji. All right, that was the first one on October thirty first. Then, sometime over the last couple of days, the same guy we'll call him Brian sent this one. Good, they fired your A You dumb witch. I hope you lose everything, dumb witch. Go sell your pee now, creature looking mf'er. I hope somebody catch your A-double-S in public and beat the F out of you. You're fired, witch. That's the response. And that's just one of hundreds. That's the response that they feel like is acceptable to somebody telling them, oh, that was racist. I think that was racist. And if I think it's racist, you must think it's racist. Never mind in Clinton yesterday. Or day before yesterday, you got little black kids running around shooting other black kids. And Jackson, you got black kids after black kids after black kids killing one another. But we're not even supposed to acknowledge that happens. You're the racist if you acknowledge that's happening. You're the racist if you acknowledge that's happening. But Barbie Bassett says, for shizzle manizzle and grandmammy and death threats and threats of being raped and violence are the acceptable response. Something's wrong with the black culture. It is toxic. A black Democrat death culture in cities like Jackson, Mississippi. Something is wrong and, and permanently broken with the culture around here. Speaking of permanently broken, let's take a call from our resident angry black man. You're on the, you're on the air. Yeah, this is Thomas. I know. See, the problem is that Mississippi and people like you, Clay, you still black and white. We're we beyond that. It's 2023. We're somewhat beyond that. You guys want to start calling black people N-words. And, and my thing is, every race is offended when somebody targets their skin color just because they're skin color. We're all human. Um, except, I guess, white people. You can call white people all type of names. Don't offend them. No, we're not allowed well, to like, be. We're not allowed to be offended. We got thick skin well, too. Well, maybe so. And Jews, but no other race, I think, has thick skin or ethnicity. Like you can't talk about the people over in the Middle East. They'll say some. They'll get offended as well. You got the um, what you call those people down on the the reservations? Uh, uh, the Native Americans. They'll get offended. Offended. You see, they changed the red skins, watch the red skins to the white. That was white liberals that were offended for them. It, it, it they didn't it even care. Matter, Clay. It doesn't matter. It does. You don't play context matters. Color. 
Context you matters. You don't play with people's skin color. You don't walk around and you're playing with the word, the N word. Who's playing with the N word? Grandmammy and Mizzle ain't the N word. All you got to do is just leave people alone. When you leave people alone, everything will be just fine. But when you go to effing with people, then that's where the problem comes in. Just leave people alone. All right. Thanks, Thomas. I can't take a chance of Thomas saying something on the radio today because he can't control his emotions when we have this conversation. But I want to hear from y'all this morning. 601-879-0002. The Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. I wanted to give y'all a peep into the response that someone like a Barbie Bassett is getting and, she, and the biggest mistake she made was apologizing after the first time. You never apologize. The woke mob does not want an apology. They want blood. We'll be right back on the Clay Edwards Show. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here in the Mack Hike of Flowood Studios. Man, this segment's going to be brought to you by my friends down at Stonington Farm Beef. Man, I cooked a chuck-eye steak that I got from them over the weekend last night. Uh, what did I put on it? I just put some sea salt and uh, some olive oil and some pepper and threw it in the air fryer. Man, I, clearly I've been overcooking the ribeyes because that grass-fed just cooks different, cooks faster. I did not mess up last night with that chuck-eye. That's one of the best steaks I've ever put in my mouth. I kid you not. Absolutely phenomenal. grass-fed, 100% grass-finished, hormone-free, locally sourced, delivered close, not to your door, but close to it. They come up here once a month or so, and they'll meet you right there in a centrally located area, like Home Depot in Brandon, for example, and get your delivery. You can go uh, go online, Stonington, with two ends, stoningtonfarm.com, stoningtonfarm.com, or go to Google, just Google Stonington Farm. And it'll all pop up there. They got all the different cuts, the prices. You can customize your package. You can buy a quarter cow, a whole cow, a whole, a whole cow, whatever you like. Uh, get in touch with Katie Stonington, and she'll get your order customized for you. I mean, I had a buddy of mine got two steaks the other day, which that reminds me. I was supposed to bring them with me, and I forgot this morning. But uh, I'm very happy with my order. A buddy of mine, I got some uh, beef for. Steve came by and got it from the house last night. So, good stuff there. Excited to see folks get excited about eating, you know, organic, uh, healthy meat. It's really good and good for you. That's stoningtonfarm.com. All right. So, we're on a roll this morning, man. We're taking the gloves off. We're breaking rules when necessary. You know, I I, I try not to have the, you know, the, the, the hashtag tough conversations no more than I have to. Around here. But every now and then, something so absurd that we can't just stick our heads in the sand and let the woke mob just pass on by with a victory for nothing. They wanted Barbie's scalp for a long time because they want her replaced with somebody who looks a little more like them. Not that they even watch the news or care, they just can't stand. Somebody that old and white. That's all it boils down to. And it's disgusting. 
It's disgusting. If any of us acted the way they do on the reverse, we'd all be fired. But it's A-OK. Any response that they say was in, was in response to something they deemed racist, they're allowed to act any way they want. And I'm tired of it, man. It's absolutely disgusting. You know, we sit here, and I have to look at Jackson, Mississippi. I have to look at Jackson, Mississippi every day. I lived there for 42 of my, uh, 43 of my 45 years. And I look, and I see what the Democrat death culture and black, leadership, black Democrat leadership did to Jackson, Mississippi. And I'm not going to give you a free pass. I can't do it. I can't stick my head in the sand and pretend that there's not an issue going on here. Well beyond white supremacy or racism or white flight. You can blame on all those uh, liberal buzzwords you want. But there's a cultural issue going on. And when there's real racism, we'll stand up and fight it with you. But it's in there. And anyway, anytime you don't get what you want, you blame it on racism. People are fed up with it. Starting right here with, my, with Clay Edwards. Let's see what John has to say. Good morning, John. You're on there. I guess he ain't on there. Rich fed up. Let's read some of the text on the Guns and Gear text line. Y'all been on fire this morning. Let's try this. Hold on. All right. Well, I got John back here. Then I'll go to the text. All right, John, you're on there. Hey, good morning. Uh, on, as far as Barbie Bassett being fired, the issue is when you're a professional, there are morals clauses in your contracts, and you have to be cognizant of what you say in the Twitterverse, uh, on the Internet, because if you bring any type of discredit or issues that your corporation or company has to spend money on or possibly lose profits, the bottom line, they will let you go. And that's black, white, red, green, blue, or yellow. You see that all over the Kyrie Irving. They took his money. They took his sneaker deal. So it's not a black or white issue, folks. It's a money issue when you are affecting a company's bottom line. This ain't black or white. It's green, folks. So I think you folks are missing the point if you think this is a black-white issue. The Twitterverse, the trolls on Twitter, they will be there. They may not even understand the issue. They're just piling on. And we live in a very toxic culture. It's toxic on the radio. It's toxic on television. Our politicians are toxic. So for us to be such a Christian nation, we are very toxic Christians, folks. We tear each other down. We caught the president. We had a president of the United States calling women ugly names. You got congressmen calling Ocasio the B-word. Folks, listen to your listeners on your radio. They may be angry, but there's no civil discourse. We tend to think it's about tearing each other down, and we do it on the left. We do it on the right. Maybe the libertarians tear everybody down, but at least they do it in a civil manner. So what I would say is this is if you believe Barbie Bassett was fired wrongfully or the woke mob, you're a professional. you got to look at company first. What is the mission of your company? To make money, then to deliver the news to people. But the bottom line is you got to be a professional, folks. So don't take it as black and white. Look at it as green. And I think we tend to conflate the issues sometimes. We start throwing everything 
throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Oh, look at the crime in Jackson. Folks, I can tell you this. I've raised a, a daughter, and what I will tell you is this, and I grew up in the city, in New York, in New York, urban. And what I will tell you, if there was not a police athletic league where kids could get out of school, go box, play air hockey, I still remember it, getting the boxing ring, relieve some of that stress, it made a it made a difference in my life. And what I will tell you, those social programs that people say, oh, they're a waste. If you don't give a kid something to do after school, I will tell you that I don't mind. And especially when you live in an urban area, if you live in an impoverished area and, and you have drugs on the corner, you will gravitate to that. We live in a very materialistic society and kids gravitate to if I can make an easy buck. Mom working, dad might be living in a, a two-family household, but they're scraping to get by. Well, guess what? The guy on the corner is telling you, I can, I can make 500 bucks in a day. Which, which, which choice are you going to make? you 15, 14, 13. You, already, you are already inculcated into that lifestyle because that's what you see every day. That's where parenting steps in, John. And the, but see, that's what I'm trying to tell you, folks. When you have two parents working now, believe it or not, We talk about inflation. Inflation causes both parents to have to work. So you got latchkey kids, and we've been seeing it since the 80s. Latchkey kids, you see more drugs, you see more guns. Where are 14- and 13-year-old kids getting guns? Why why doesn't the suburbs, or let me just say it, why don't the predominantly white areas have these same problems? Okay, don't say that. Say this this is where you missed the point. No, no, no. Let's let's have the conversation. Why, I'll give you a prime why, example. Why don't the predominantly white areas have the same problem? I'm getting ready to explain it to you, Clay. I've lived in predominantly Caucasian areas in my adult life because of the money I make. I'm a, I, I, I live where I can get good schools for my daughter. She went to Northwest Rankin High School. What I will tell you, you know why I could leave my garage door up? I could leave my car door unlocked in my neighborhood? Because everywhere I looked, I had professionals living next to me. I had lawyers, doctors. Uh, policemen. Well, guess what? Everybody had the same thing. Nobody was looking over there saying, well, what can I take? Everybody had a lawnmower. Everybody had nice cars. Everybody had three, $400,000 houses. So that's the difference. It's affluent. It's who have the haves and the have-nots. And the deeper that divide gets, when you go into an impoverished area, I've lived around the world, and what I will tell you, where there's high poverty, there will be high crime, Guaranteed the crime rate is higher. I've seen this where I've lived in England, and I will tell you, there are parts of England that you don't see on the brochures where there's poverty, there's a lot more crime, folks. So it's not a black or white issue. It is a wealth, it is a have and have not issue. And us folks with money, you know what we say? Look at those folks over there. Why can't they do better? And there's nothing wrong with saying we should all treat each other with decency and you shouldn't be trying to take from me but i hate to say it folks the have and the have nots that's what separates us it's not black and white it's well my daughter never had to worry about drugs or or now that's not to say drugs might not be in school but at the end of the day she never had to worry about gang violence she never had to worry about somebody trying to sell her drugs you want and she never had to deal with those things because she lived in that type of neighborhood my, my, she my, could walk around my point exactly could, thanks john i gotta take a break Let's take one more call before we take a break. Hey, call it. You're on there. 
Hey, Clay, I'm going to have to um, kind of refine what the gentleman, the previous caller just said. Um, you actually contradicted yourself, sir. It's the same thing Clay's been saying. It's culture. You was able to do these things in a Rankin County neighborhood because you was around like-minded cultural people, regardless of what their color was. But for whatever reason, you didn't have the courage to say that, did he? No. No, he, he, so, he, made, he made my point for me. Yeah, he did. But the minute you said, well, why we don't have this in white affluent areas, now, Clay, you kind of missed the mark with that one, too. You know, and you're my friend. I'm going to call you on that one. You, you kind of missed the mark there, too. The color still doesn't have anything to do with it. It's culture, regardless of what the color is. You know, you, I think I sent you a, a documentary one day. I don't know if you got a chance to watch about that with Dr. Miles Monroe. He explains this because what you have in the city of Jackson is a bunch of leaders who have a poor man's mindset. Remember, they didn't come from leaders themselves. Okay, Lumumba, you might be able to make, make the um, argument, but then again, when you look at what his father's done, it was more rabble-rousing than actually leading. So since these people came from leaderless leadership, they're leaderless themselves. So it's culture, my friend. So, yeah, he pretty much said a whole bunch of stuff to say nothing but to prove the point you were making. But my only thing, Clay, is that you've got to be careful with the color aspect of it. Because what has happened in the black community is we've allowed the urban community to speak for us for far too long. And I've always said, and you've heard me say it, Clay, we ought to separate from Ray Ray and Tyrone first chance we get. <clears throat> Absolutely. I'm, I'm so sick and tired of the urban community always speaking for all black people. Um, the guy on South Park best said it. He told Stan, he said, Jesse Jackson is not the emperor of black people. And this is what we've done. We've allowed these leaderless leaders and the urban community, the hood rat culture, to speak by our entire race. And I'm tired of it. Yeah, you know, hey, and, and I did say predominantly white areas, and I stand by my statement. It, predominantly white areas. I know that black folk, good black folks live over in those predominantly white areas, too. But they're still, it is what it is. Just like Jackson's predominantly black, the know, suburbs are predominantly white. I mean, I, no, I'm just no, calling a spade a spade. No, I'm not telling you what to think. It's just that in the context of the conversation, because you was giving him a lot of leeway for him to say what he would, for him to skirt like he was trying to skirt. You know, you could have just took the whole racial element out of it and just said like-minded culture. But when you said the white part, that's what that's what made him even more, you know, skirt the issue. I, I mean, I know what you were saying, of course. But it's just like when a Christian tries to argue with an uh, atheist. You can't argue. You, you were not going to win that conversation. You have to take the atheist's logic and use it back at him. You, you know what I mean? Indeed. This is why, if you notice, you don't hear nothing about atheists anymore because they finally got the proof they need, scientific and otherwise, and they're scared. You know what I mean? Yep. Derek, appreciate it, brother. Uh-huh. Thanks. All right, let's take a break real quick. We'll be right back on the Clay Edwards Show. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. I'm live here in the Mack Hike of Flowood Studios this morning on 103.9 WYAB. Hey, look, man, get out there. If you need a car, ten dollars to $15,000 range, <clears throat> get down there to Crystal Springs and see my friends over at Mercy House Teen Challenge Auto Center. Let them get you riding. Uh, good credit, bad credit, no credit, no problem. They specialize in... You know what we what what we call cash cars nowadays, the ten to fifteen thousand range. Those three four thousand dollar cars, those days are long gone. Thanks, Joe Biden. But uh, get down there, let them help you roll, get rolling in something affordable. 
they got several different finance options available for you, or you can always pay cash. But what's really cool is they're a 501c3. They're helping put fathers back in homes with their rehabilitation centers down there in Georgetown, uh, the Mercy House Teen Challenge, Adult and Teen Challenge Center. And <clears throat> say you got a car, running or not, you want to donate it. You know, it, it, let's just say, for example, it's only worth a thousand bucks if you try to sell it. Two thousand bucks, three thousand bucks. Let them get it, rehab it, get it rolling. And if they sell it for ten thousand bucks, you get a ten thousand dollar tax write off. I'm just using round numbers here to make it make sense for you. Heck, if nothing else, you got a broke down car in your driveway, you got a clear title, call them. They'll come tow it off for you. You're done with it. You ain't got to mess with it no more. That's Mercy House Adult and Teen Challenge Auto Center right down there in Crystal Springs. Check them out online at Mercy House Adult Teen Challenge and Auto Center on Facebook. All right. Uh, you know, so to my point with Derek, bro, I'm just making the point. It is what it is. Uh, the the predominantly, uh, I don't know any other way to say it. They're, they're, they're predominantly white. You know, it, it is a culture thing, but it's a culture thing in those areas. Somebody texted in on the Guns of Gear text line and said, uh, you know, let, remind John that these things don't happen in the poor white community either. Now, at least not nearly at the clip they're happening in the urban black communities or the poor black community. However you want to word that to not offend anybody. You know, there's there's something culturally going on. Derek's right about that. It's culture. That's what I've been saying since I got on the air this morning. There's something culturally going on and it's and it's rotten to the core. And I don't think it's by, I don't think it's by accident. I think it started in the 80s with the CIA getting into the crack game and the rap music game and everything else. I think this has been a 30 plus year psyop. And it's just what blows my mind that that the black communities will follow these white liberals right off a cliff like the Pied Piper. Just follow them wherever they say go. And it has not been good for them. Has not been good for them. Terry chimes in on the Guns and Gear text line. She goes, if you think about it, white people have the same issues. We just hide it better. We don't like our issues being publicized. Blacks love to be the center of attention, whether it be good or bad. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't, you know, teach their own on that. Um, John on the Guns and Gear text line says they hate themselves because every time they look in the mirror, they're still black. Did he leave New York because of crime? The race profiteers have to keep it going so they can stay in charge. Uh, Derek says, uh, that's exactly what I was saying. I know, Derek. I don't always articulate it best, but we were on the same page. Um, somebody chimed in on the Guns of Your text line and says, absolutely tired of rap music. I uh, couldn't agree more. Rap music. I, when I And when I say rap, there's good stuff out there like Topher and... Um, yeah, there's a bunch of good rap out there that's not all degrading on women and about selling drugs and all that stuff. But there's a lot of trash out there that's intentionally poisoning the minds of our youth. It did me. It did me for a long time. When I started listening to NWA back in the day and then Master P and Cash Money and No Limit, and I know some of that are the same thing. I mean, that just, and I owned those clubs. That poisoned my mind. When I, all I was putting in my brain was, the, I don't even want to say none of the words on the radio, 
We're just talking about selling drugs, doing drugs, having sex, all that stuff. If all you put is crap in, you're going to put crap out. And I was putting crap out into society because all that was going in me was crap for years and years. But I cut the radio off and started listening to books and podcasts and country music. You know, I'm being a little facetious there. But my life changed for the better. You know, this culture that they've instilled in these urban communities, there's only one way out, two ways out, play ball or rap. It has been an extremely detrimental, has been extremely detrimental to the urban community, to the black community. Extremely. They don't like being called out on it, but it is what it is. We're going to sit here and have to deal with situations like what's going on with Barbie Bassett and the acceptable death threats and being called a racist. Anytime we acknowledge there's a problem in the urban black community or the Democrat black community, we're going to be called racist. Anytime we acknowledge that, we're just going to we're going to acknowledge it more. You know, again, you lost credibility with me when Trump came down that golden escalator with a slew of NAACP awards, had been mentioned in hundreds and thousands of different rap songs over the years, was a cultural icon. But the second he came down that escalator as a Republican, oh, he's a racist. Oh, his parents were Klan's members. You know, you lost me. You That's the moment you lost Clay Edwards. That's the moment I rescinded my invitation to the barbecue. That's the moment I put the invitation to the barbecue back in the mail with the big F-U on it. I don't want your barbecue. I can cook myself. <clears throat> Reagan can, on the text, on the Guns of Your text line this morning. Uh, Barbie made the mistake of thinking that free and innocent speech included white people. Tell John, poor white area, and Reagan can black too, by the way. Let me be clear here. So this comes from a black man. So tell John, poor white areas in Mississippi are not as bad as Jackson. Poverty does not produce or prevent morals. Ruby D played Blanche's former Mammy on Golden Girls, so Mammy is not a racist term. We black people do not want to look at ourselves, so we jump at blaming and punishing everyone else. We're the source of our problem, and that's the answer. Great text, Reagan. Um... Play ball, rap, or lie, steal, cheat, and kill. Unknown texture. Dagwood says on the Guns and Gear text line, "What a person of one race uses when a person of one race uses words that a person of another race cannot use, that's racism." It, look, I have no. You're never going to catch me saying the N word, and that's what they want. They've been trying to. That's why they come at you with the most vile insults the nastiest things they can say to you because all that's okay for them to do. Because they're trying to push you to say, because then everything they do becomes justified the second you say something racist back, legitimately racist. Once you, once they push you to that and you do it, they got you. They're never going to get Clay Edwards. Never. They've been trying for a long time. They've been trying since Trump came down that escalator and I and I turned away my invitation to the barbecue. I was as plugged into Jackson as anybody, anybody white has ever been plugged into Jackson. They called me Mr. 105. That was the name of my club. 
Everybody black in this town wanted to party with Clay Edwards. I was the only white person in my club, thousand plus people in there, three nights a week. My politics have always been the same. But the second Trump came down that escalator, I became a racist. Trump became a racist just because white liberals told y'all that anybody that voted for Trump was a racist. I ain't forgot it. Chicken's coming home to roost. Let's take a break. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back on 103.9 WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. Uh, I'm going to jump straight in on one uh, here. This is uh, Thomas on the Guns and Gear text line. He's been texting nonstop. He texts one word, sends it. Text one word, sends it. So he sent about 100 texts since he got, since he got hung up on. But Thomas said uh, something I want to I want to bring up about Donald Trump. Says uh, Trump was associated with David Duke when he first campaigned and he hired Jeff Sessions. He was hanging with a lot of high-profile racist people when he first ran together racist people, vote, blah, blah, blah. Jeff Sessions is a racist now? I don't know anything about the, the David Duke stuff. I, I think that's a lie. But if, we, but if we're going to use that example, and I just say, okay, yeah, great, David Duke. What? Isn't Bill Clinton and Joe Biden, aren't the, what, what was that guy who was the Grand Wizard of the KKK? But they all try to pretend that didn't happen. They say, oh, well, he's reformed now. He's reformed because he's a Democrat? What's that guy's name? Somebody on the guns of your text line, help me out. What's that guy? It's okay now. Let's take another call from Derek real quick. Hey, Derek, you got about a minute for the heartbreak. Hey, brother, man, real quick. See, for somebody, see, it's always those anecdotal statements. Oh, Trump did, did this. Well, what about when he used to donate all the money to NAACP? And used to support black and black and Democrat causes. Yep. Did you forget about that, Thomas? Hey, do you remember the guy's name? I'm talking about the old white man that uh, the Clinton. Yeah, that was a Democrat. He was a lead Democrat. Yeah, he, he, but you know, Joe Biden voted was was a segregationist too. Oh yeah, I mean, there's video of Joe Biden saying the N word all uh, all on C-SPAN, but that, yeah, that's selectively ignored. Everybody keeps texting David Duke. It ain't David Duke. I'll find it during the break here. I know who you're talking about. It's on the tip of my tongue. He was he, he served in Obama's Obama's cabinet. Yep, I, I I'll get it. Hey, Derek, got to take my break, brother. Thank you. Uh-huh. Oh. All right, we got, I got about a minute left. I was a little short there. Um, Bird, that's it. That's it. It's Bird. Last name's Bird. I mean, le- legitimate legitimate clans member, KKK Grand Wizard. There's all kind of photos. With the Clintons and Joe Biden with this guy. So we're just going to use little things. We're going to say, oh, well, Trump ran with racist. Joe Biden is a racist. Period. But he's a Democrat, so it's okay. It's, it's excused. Democrats ain't never changed their color. Ain't never changed their spots. They've always been Dem- They've always been racist. Y'all keep talking about the big switch. There was never a big switch. Democrats have always been racist. We'll be right back on The Clay Edwards Show.